0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Casey. Let's take a little time today and talk about a few things. One, extremely valuable lesson, okay, about selling your home at a premium is exactly like what happened to us and what we do every day, and so we went to the Outer Banks and we went fishing, and we were going out, and as I, we were leaving um, out of Oregon Inlet, I said, what are we going after today? Tuna, dolphin, what are we going after? He goes, "No dolphin, just tuna. just tuna. So we're going out after tuna. And I will tell you how this story is in direct relationship to what we do every day selling houses and getting premiums. So we go out and he says, "We're going to get tunas. So we're out there for about an hour and a half. We get one tuna, you know? And it's pretty boring. You know, only one guy's caught a fish, so it's pretty boring. And I look at the first mate, and I go, "Hey, are you sure?" No, we're not going to go out to the blue water, out to the Gulf Stream and and, um, get the dolphin? He said, no. And this time he was agitated, you know, that I would ask again, right? So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, what we're doing is fishing. We're throwing things out and seeing if anything is out there. All of a sudden, above us, the captain goes nuts. Something's going on up there. He's on the radio. He's yelling. Somebody else is yelling. I was like, oh, my God. He turns around to us and goes, lines in. And everybody starts running. We're pulling things off the rigs, and we're pulling all our lines in, and everybody's going as fast as they can, and first mate's yelling at us. So we, the, the last rod that, that hit the deck, he go yells at us to sit down, and then he floors it. Now, he hits the jets on a 50-foot Harris, and this thing is mean. It just took off. So we're flying. The first mate is grabbing all the poles, putting down, wrapping him up and taking them downstairs. He's swapping poles. And I looked at Kevin and I said, dolphin. They found the dolphin. So anyways, evidently I hadn't seen him yet and he's flying. So 15 minutes, he slows the boat down. He goes, get him in the water. So I go walking out. I look, sure enough, we're in the blue water where he hit the Gulf Stream. And I looked over the edge of the boat in the back and I saw hundreds of dolphins, hundreds. Now they have beautiful green backs and yellow bellies and half of them are swimming sideways. So really very, very pretty scene. And I mean, the water is so blue in the Gulf stream. You can see down 30, 40, uh, you know, feet. I mean, you can really see far down and I can see, far down as it goes there's fish everywhere they're everywhere as far as you can see they're everywhere it's time to stop fishing and start catching right so we're throwing lines in the water boom it takes two seconds something hits you bring them up and they're all about five to ten pound great looking dolphin good eating mahi mahi this is what you eat at great american restaurants every night when they say the special is mahi mahi this is it so we're putting them up, and then after about 20 minutes to a half hour, the first mate starts taking these big weights and putting them um, onto our bait, and he's throwing them in the water as hard as he can. The reason for that is there are bigger fish at the bottom, so he's trying to get beyond the 5 to 10 pounders. He's trying to get to the 20, 30, 40 pound fish on the bottom of the of water. And as we're doing this, all hell's breaking loose. And I'm thinking to myself, this is exactly what we do for a living. This is it. In a nutshell, this is what we do. Now, the only thing I would do different than that, Captain, is I would take about five or six of those fish, and I would put a transmitter on them so I can find them tomorrow. So when I come out, I know where to go. I know where they are because they're not in the same place. They're always somewhere else, and everybody's looking for them. I'd have a transponder on, right? So, So the reason why I say that we do that every day in my business is because we're looking for the buyer pool. We have a house that is the bait. We are looking for that group of buyers that will get into that house because the houses are prepared wonderfully, as you've heard. I mean, before... Uh, you know, our our uh, session on preparing the home, the home looks great. You don't have to do anything when you walk into one of our houses. You're done. So just write checks. So how do we know where the buyer pool is? And how do we know for fact that this is where we throw And we must because we put on 28 houses. <clears throat> the 28 houses all sold in the first weekend. Almost all of them had multiple contracts. Um, They sold from between twenty-five and one hundred and fifty thousand over list price. They're getting their premiums, so everyone we are are getting our premiums now. It's not just the market because I'm checking the market all the time. I'm I'm a workaholic, so hi, I'm Casey Sampson. I'm a workaholic. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going on some trip to Alaska, and all I can think about is. How am I going to broadcast coffee with Casey from some stupid boat out in the middle of Alaska? So, so if we've got 100% of them done, maybe it's market, but it's not. Over a million dollars in Vienna, which is basically where we're our, our primary group is, only 20% of the houses sell in that first week. So 80% of the houses are not on the buyer pool, not on it, okay? And as far as those big fatties that are sitting on the bottom, Right? The big ones? Well, in our marketing session that we talked about probably a week or two ago, we talked about how we target the big buyers or big fish that are looking in McLean, Arlington, DC, Alexandria, Great Falls. Why? Because those homes are $300,000, $400,000 more expensive than ours. A 1.5 in Vienna is $2 million in Arlington, right? So, So basically, we jump on the buyer pool. We're fishing for the big boys, we're trying to get the big guys in and that's where the big money comes in. But let me show you how I know where that buyer pool is. Let me share my screen. And let's, let's just, and, and it's all gonna make sense in about two seconds here if I can get this to share. All right, so let's go here, all right? How to sell your house at a premium. How do I know where the buyer pool is for these houses? Okay, I don't know if you can see this. Let me move this up just a little bit. So we're looking in Vienna at a 4,500 plus square foot home that was built in this time period. What did these homes sell for? Well, back in 2017, that's what they sold for. And back in 2023, this is what they sold for. So I'm dealing with the seller who bought a house in 2016, right? So I go back and I found out that he bought his house for 1.65 million dollars when the market at that time for his house was 1.509 million, right? So without any significant updates or upgrades, with just normal hey, I did a little of this, did a little of that, but everybody does a little of this and a little of that, so so nothing significant. If this home sold for 1.65 million back here today, it is worth 2.171 million dollars. That's the buyer pool. This is fishing for this. If we're up here, we're fishing just like we we would for that that tuna. You can go days, weeks, months, not be able to hit that fish. This is where the buyer pool is, right? We know that here. They are. There's a the number of sales. There's the days on market. There's the size of the homes. There's the assessments. I know it all. I know it all. I have no problem understanding and knowing where the buyer pool is for that house. It's right under $2 million. And that coincides with when when you hear me talk about um, thresholds, right? So we know that Four times as many people say, give me under two million than over two million. So as soon as you go over two million dollars, two million and a dollar, you lose 80% of your market because they're still down here. Right? The same with a million dollars. So if you go under a million, if you say a 25,000, you just lost 80% of your market. You missed the buyer pool, right? Buyer pool's over there, you went over here. So so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get into the buyer pool now. What we do, as you've heard me say, and I think at the end of the month, we're going to talk about our predictive analysis. Can we test this? Can we test $2.15 million? Sure. We do that every day. We go out, we test it to see if the fish are there, are the tuna biting or are they not biting? They're not here today. They're not here this month. Okay. Within three or four days, I know whether that 1.25 is going to strike any fish or not, whether I have a buyer pool there or not. Now, sometimes people will call and they'll make a big deal out of it. They've got to have this house. They missed out on it in 2016. Well, for whatever reason, they've got to have this house or there's two or there's three. So at that point, we're going to stand pat. We're going to just lock in at 2.15 million and let's see what we get. But if we don't, we got to two million dollars. Now this has happened to us three times. Three times. We couldn't find anything at two point one five. To the disappointment of the sellers, we dropped it to two million dollars. But each house, one sold for two point two five million, one sold for two point three million, one sold for two point three million. So we're averaging, you know, two hundred seventy five, two hundred eighty five thousand dollars over that $2 million threshold. But that's where the buyer pool was. That's where the big boys were. That's where all the fish were. So there's a big difference between fishing up here and catching, which is right here. Now, when you're catching, which is where 90% of us end up catching, we're really, during that period, we're trying to get the bigger buyers in, find them in Arlington, find them in Alexandria, find them in McLean, we're trying to get their contract prices as high as humanly possible. We had one, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you the real numbers. I'm gonna use false numbers so it doesn't tip off because we haven't gonna sell them on yet. We had one that was it 1.45 million. And buyers really, I told them it's worth 1.5, 7, uh 1.5 million. So let me go back. We were 1.45. I told him that's what it's worth, 1.45. That's what I'm expecting. But there was no buyer pool there. We were fishing. There was no buyer pool at 1.45 million for that house, that size, that age, in that neighborhood. So again, to the disappointment of the sellers, we dropped it to $1.4 million. Didn't want 1.4, wants 1.45. So then it's a function of you have contracts coming in, now play the contracts, right? Right. So we got one for one four and change. We got one at one four five. We got one at five one five three. One hundred and thirty thousand dollars over list price, over the buyer pool, and eighty thousand dollars over, eighty thousand over, where the um, the buyer pool should have been, where what it was worth. See, that's getting the premium. That's how you get the premium. You don't get the premium fishing. You get the premium catching. You get the premium when you, um, uh, you know, when you get the most people in the house. When you get the bidding going. When you handle it like a professional. When you only do highest and best offers. When there's no escalation clauses. When the home is prepared correctly. Premium, selling a home at a premium. Prepare the home. Market the home. Don't fish, catch. And when you catch, go for the big boys. Go for the ones that'll pump this from $2 million up to $2.3 million. We do this every day. So every house that I'm going, I'm going to a listing appointment here in two, two, three hours. I need to know, what did you buy the house for? Because it's tricky. You're on a busy road. It's really tricky. So if you bought your house at 100000 less than market value, then that's pretty much what we should expect, right? So let's figure out what the market value is. Let's find out where that buyer pool is and let's go. But in this case, I hope it's clear that we know where the buyer pool is when we want to get to it. Now, this is a better look at it. So you can see that this is the appreciation rate of the buyer pool. Right now, if we bought for 150 over here, then we're appreciating at the same rate. Only it's a little bit more than 150 now, because We have appreciation under 150, but this gives me a clear picture and the seller, by the way, clear picture of what that house is worth. Here's one where we had where um, in this property, we're a little bit less. They bought less. They're going to get less. Okay. So where's the buyer pool? That's where we're fishing. We're fishing in the buyer pool, right? Not a bad place to see if we can get a premium for this house. So I will guarantee you that that house, even though the rest of the market is at one, three, four, seven, that we'll get it in such great shape that we'll get somewhere in the one, four, one, four, five range, right? So does this house deserve a premium? No, we're gonna talk about elasticity of improvements here in a second. No, but I can get that house up to standards, and and over right and then it's a matter of go find the big fish you know negotiate the contracts blah 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 but that's going to end up somewhere in the one four to one four five range even though the market is one three four two and it's only worth 1.319 million why because they didn't they paid 930 when the market was 946 right so they bought under market okay so we just need to know this stuff, and that's a look at their chart, right? You can see it a little bit better. Now, here's one. Check this out. This just sold. This is what I'm talking about now. So when they purchased the house, the market was at 1241. 1. That's what the average size house in Vienna, between 3,700 and 4,700 square feet, built between 2000 and 2010. The average house sold for 1.24 million. They bought it for 1.15, almost ninety thousand dollars under where the market got. So here we come. We come along. We do some little fix ups, guys. We got one six seven five. Now check this out. We got one six seven five for the house, even though they bought it at ninety thousand dollars. This is a hundred and ten thousand dollar difference here. So we sold it. I would consider that to be a premium even though we got exactly what the market value is. But when we bought it, for whatever reason, location, schools, for whatever reason, they got it $90,000 under market value. But when they sold it, they got that extra. They got the extra premium, right? So it's knowing where the buyer pool is and aggressively going after, right? So if we went up in here, yes, that is where the fish is. So we felt a little more comfortable putting it up in the 165 range, testing it, tested good. We're on the people, we got 1675. Now, sellers may be scratching their head going, why do we only get 1675? We thought our house was pretty good. But in fact, they paid less than the market. They got the market. So they benefited hundred and ten thousand dollars on the sale of that house. So this happens every day. And and um you know, I don't have the charts um, on, on this. I don't have the charts on the one that just happened. But don't people like to say, well, you deal in 1.5. That's the way it is in 1.5. That doesn't work um, down in sterling or 600. That's bunk. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. We just sold one, right, in 600. And the market is you know, somewhere at, if I remember right, 575. So we're really good. I mean, our house is decked. It's beautiful, right? So we could get away if we went out at 699. We're close enough to the buyer pool that they can see us, right? So we wanted to test 599, right? 599,000. But the seller wanted to test 625, right? So let's go to 625. But remember the thresholds, you go over the barrier, we're already a little high at 599. You go over that barrier of 600,000, there could be no one out there. So we're fishing. We're fishing over 625. We're fishing for 625,000. Because in my opinion, that's, I think, what we're going to get. I think we're worth at least 625. Okay. Doesn't test well at all. We have nobody coming. Nobody loves it. Nobody sees it. It's, it's not testing well at all. The fishing is not good. So what do we do? We drop it to 599 We drop it to 599 We have 20 people come in. We have five people writing contracts. We get. Um, so on a house that the customary value is 575 That's where the buyer pool is. By just getting close enough at 599 With a beautiful, you know, updated house, we had them storm the gates. And the winning offers in these cases can sometimes be extremely, can be a big difference between what people ask what the highest offer is and then who the next highest offer is. I mean, in in one case I just showed you today, we had $80,000 bid over the next highest bid. You can't get there using escalation clauses. You can't do it that way. The proper way of getting the most for your house, of selling a home at a premium, is know where the buyer pool is. If you want to fish, fine. Know what you're, you know, when you purchased it, did you purchase it above or below market value? Now, let me go to the next phase here. Let's say you bought it cheap, but you fixed it up. Right? You fix the house up. So there is an elasticity, and I didn't spell check this, so that could be totally wrong. An elasticity uh, effect of the improvements on the home. In other words, if you were to spend, if this is your customary value and you bought your home down here, just to kind of get it up to speed, you could actually get a 10 to one return on your investment. Why? Because you just bring it up to customary value. And, and it could be. $6,000 that brings it up $60,000, but it, it is a, it is a seven to 10 write off. And we used to say seven to one write off, um, return on investment. And that's wrong. I mean, we're getting 10 times the investment if we put in $10,000, we're getting back hundred. So from where it would have been without it, but there is an elasticity. So let's take, let's go back to the one where the guy is 2.17, and the market is at $2 million. That's $170,000 $170, over, over value, right? Over what the customary value is. Well, anything he puts onto that house is so we're already above it. We're way above it. So the higher we get above customary value, the less money we need. So that's why sometimes I turn to a seller and I say, don't put another nickel in this house. Not one nickel. Because we get to a point where we're just too far. We've overbuilt the neighborhood. We've overbuilt the house. We've overbuilt the the size and age of the house that we're just not going to get any more for it. We're just not going to do it. So so we are at the pinnacle of what you can get for a $3,000 home that was built in 2000. 2000. So, So when we are talking to clients about getting a premium for their house, this is a no-brainer. If you look like 1987 and it's 2023, for $8,000, we're going to make it look like 2023 and you're going to make at least eighty dollars to $90,000 $100,000 on it. Easy decision. Not even a question what to do. I don't care if you just painted the house. If you painted it the wrong color, it doesn't matter. It's still going to look dated. When we talk about painting, we're talking about current colors. We're talking about walking in and seeing what the new homes look like we're trying to replicate that new home look right 223 they don't want to walk into 1992 and let me tell you something probably have two or three kids probably worked half to death husband wife working or if she doesn't have a job then she's killing herself trying to take care of three kids they have no time to fix up that house. they want it looking nice turn the key move in, enjoy their home, not fix it up. That is nine out of 10 buyers. One out of 10, I want to fix my own house up. And the reason is, because I'm gonna get a hell of a deal on it. I'm coming in and stri- sprumping that price. Our buyers, we tell them, go find a crummy looking house that needs paint and has good roof, good um, good bones, but needs paint and needs some carpet. We'll put in the money. We'll put in this money to bring it up to standard right? But we're getting a hell of a price on it when we go. So, you know, that's, that is the key to getting, selling a home at the premium. Don't go fishing for tuna. And if you do, make it a short fishing trip. What you're really trying to do is you're trying to get to the money pit. You're trying to get to the, the buyer pool or the dolphin. You want to look over the edge of that boat, and you want to see hundreds of dolphins, because that's money, and then it's just a function of getting the big dolphin down on the bottom. Same thing. It's funny. I was coming back on the boat, and I was thinking to myself, it's like, this is exactly what we do every day. Only I'm going to eat these mahi mahi. Can't eat these houses. But when we when we take a 1.75 million dollar house. And we get 1.83 million for it. And it's really only worth 1.75. You know, I really feel, right? I feel like all of the neighbors should all come down the driveway and I should run around and get high fives from all the neighbors. Because I just increased everybody's, we just increase. Anytime I say I, huge mistake, huge mistake. It's a we. It's 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 a we. Our whole team is just freaking incredible from the painters to the agents to the to the back office to the marketing people, phenomenal, to our pricing team. Now, last week I started talking about pricing. Um, I started talking about uh, pricing for the other agents. I said, we have a pricing team and people can join the pricing team. This is complicated. This is not something that, these are not tools that, that are, um, you just pick up and I can just give to anybody and go. We do have a pricing team. We have people that help me price these houses create the data that I need in order to do this. We do have some of the top teams at Samson Properties that work with us. So they just send us a, an address and we give them where's the buyer pool and what is this house really worth? And that's basically what you just saw me do. So uh, we cannot do it for everybody. I'd like to, but there's 5,800 agents, 5,800 agents in, uh, at Samson Properties. We can take on a few teams at a time onto our pricing team and, and work with them. Uh, but we can't, we can't do it for everybody. So I, unfortunately, that, that kind of ship has sailed. Um, but, you know, we can price for some of, the, some of the top teams. So you guys can give me a call if you want to talk about that. But, you know, a lot of people feel that they already know. Don't worry about it. I, I, know, I know my pricing. But, you know, the bottom line is, why is 80% of the houses not selling in that first weekend? Um, now, we're going into a period of, in the spring, that was a good spring for sellers. I'm a, I'm a listing agent, so it was a good, good spring for sellers. Even though the inventory was really low, we didn't have as many as we normally do, it was, it was nice. So why was it that in a market like that that had limited inventory that only 20% of the houses sold in the first weekend? I mean, that makes me very suspicious why they couldn't arrive at the proper number to put those houses on the market, right? Now we're going into a period that it's not going to be like that. The buyer pool is not going to be as big. There's not going to be hundreds of dolphins. There's going to be a few dolphins down there, but there's not going to be a hundred anymore. So, you know, the beauty is we can see we can see the buyer pool. We know how many buyers are in the buyer pool. We know how many people are loving the house, how many people like the house. How many people are looking at it online? I can see the buyer pool. I see it clearly to advise clients where we need to launch this listing. Before we launch, I see the buyer pool. So we can advise them on what to do and where to be, right? So anyways, during this next couple months, we went, last year, we went from one or two withdrawals a month to like 20 in certain buyer pools to 20. So we're going to see a lot of houses withdraw. If you don't price your home correctly during this spring, I mean, during this summer, can we get premiums? Oh yeah, still going to get premiums. Why? Because everybody else is overpriced. I got a house going on the market. There's four competitors out there. Their average days on market is 65. They're not competitors. They're fishing. They're fishing. There's a buyer pool. We're going to set our home right on the buyer pool and let them bid it up and get our seller a premium. That's what we're going to do. So I hope this helps. This is how to sell your house at a premium. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. We come to you every Thursday at 1030 on the Casey Sampson uh, Facebook Live. Hope this helped. If you need me throughout the week, I'm at 703 508 25 three five or you can reach me at Casey at kseysampson.com remember hatching is a lot better than fishing we'll see you next week bye now